You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. And this week in our podcast, we're talking about Harry Shearer, Fred Savage as the new voice of Honda, and a hospital that got rid of their on-hold music in favor of a real human voice. In Tech Talk, Speechmaster Pro takes center stage, Accent Reduction joins the party, and in the Vox Box, we'll ask you about famous voices in video games. Now, here's Carmi with The Biz. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. This week, we're talking about mentorship and Honda ads. Now, how's that for a combination? <laughs> no, seriously, I want to start with mentorship because, you know, anyone who's a creative owes at least something to a mentor. We've all had a mentor figure. We've all also probably been a mentor figure to someone else. And basically, that's that person who, you know, literally or figuratively talks to a younger version of themselves, shares what they know uh, in either a formal or an informal manner. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I've been watching Harry Shearer's experience at uh, Loyola University in, uh, in New Orleans. He's the guy, of course, who voices over three dozen Simpsons voices. The, he's an absolutely gifted comic genius, one of the world's best voice actors, accents, uh, voices, you name it. Um, and he's gone back as artist in residence to this university to share what he's learned along the way and serve as a mentor to students there. Um, this is an incredible example of a hugely gifted, hugely successful star giving back to the community that nurtured him, that helped him get where he is today. And I think, you know, it's a great example for if you want to be a mentor, if you're looking for a mentor, if you want to be a better mentee, how do you build these relationships that will help you advance your career? Uh, the Harry Shearer experience in New Orleans, I think, is a great place to start uh, and a really great example for, for sort of how that works. Now, Stephanie, I know that you're involved in a mentoring program. Can you share some details on that? Yeah, well, I've always loved going back into my alma mater, you know, going to Western, this sort of thing, and just really building into students who are looking for expertise or experience, just kind of another view, insight, guidance for them on their career journey. And and oftentimes they're in the middle of a program or at the beginning of it. Some of them are toward the end and they're like, oh my goodness, here comes the real world. I'm going to actually have to go out there and get a job or, or kind of, a, you know, put some roots down somewhere and what should I do? So right now, I'm part of a program with Fanshawe, and uh, it's it's called the Larry Mini Mentorship Program. And I'm really excited because I'll get to meet my mentee in the next couple of weeks, and and just kind of get to know her and and give. I guess, advice and, and to build into her life. And I'm sure it will come back to me as well, as these things often do. Like you usually learn with the person you're actually supposed to be teaching. I, a lot of teachers find that they often get a lot out of these relationships as well. So I really love it because when you see that you can make a difference in someone's life, even by just sharing little things or experiences or, you know, being that voice who's been there, who can actually speak to whatever it is they may be going through, uh, that, that really helps someone in their journey to help them make more informed decisions and to be able to see where the trajectory of their career is going. One of the things I love about the mentoring relationships that I've been involved in is just that it's this, you, you touch on it here, the symbiotic nature. The mentor gets just as much out of it as the mentee does. How do you ensure that sort of that, that goodness continues long after that initial relationship is, is initiated? Uh, how do you keep it going for a longer period of time? 
with the nature of the tools that we have now, like social media and kind of connecting in those ways, I think that would be a really great way to stay on each other's radar, if you will. Uh, that's something I have done with people who have mentored me, in fact, you know, people that I've been involved with, with uh, Tech Women Canada, um, any other number of organizations. Um, I mean, just even looking back at my own educational background, I'm friends with my teachers, my former voice teachers on Facebook. And and certainly, you know, we're, we're still finding ways to engage and interact and, and maybe even, um, you know, just keep that relationship going in a way that's mutually beneficial because when I was a student then obviously it was a lot of building into me that they were doing but now I'm finding that in my own little way through my own life journey and what's happened since I have you know been in that kind of a situation or that that kind of I guess this the safe place we call university where you you can kind of grow and be formed and, and learn things once you get out of there it's it, you know you're in the real world but essentially what I'm finding is that I'm able to take some of the experiences I've had since and also be able to share those with those people who had actually built into me. And the wonderful thing about it is they're seeing, wow, look what I did here at this time in her life. And now this is what's happened since. And she's actually, in effect, um, building into me, which is really interesting. I really love to see that, especially since we're doing business with voices. And I came from a voice background and my teachers now are able to share that information with their students, maybe even, you know, go in and try voice acting themselves. It's, it's quite an interesting place to be. I can't wait to hear how this relationship plays out. And I suspect we're going to be talking more about mentorship in future podcasts. Well, certainly. Next up in the biz, everyone remembers Fred Savage, who starred as Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years. That show used a narrator, played by Daniel Stern, who played an adult Kevin, reflecting back on child Kevin's experiences. Now he's back in the news, this time after being named as the new voice of American Honda's car commercials. And interestingly, it isn't just a conventional ad campaign. Instead, Savage will also be using social media to engage viewers. If you tweet a home video, any home video, to the Honda promo hashtag, you'll be eligible to win Fred Savage actually narrating your video. So for following this right, Fred Savage starred in a show where he was the subject of narration, and now he's the narrator. Ironic. Kind of speaks to the power of narration, doesn't it, Stephanie? I would say so. I, I think I enjoy this juxtaposition. I really think it's interesting that someone who essentially was in a series, the series that made him, The Wonder Years, his life was being narrated by an older version of himself. And, and we're seeing all kinds of different ways that people are like, oh, if I could tell my younger self this, this is what I'd say. And, and it's just a very interesting concept. So to see him being put in a position where he is now narrator and he is the one in a sense, through storytelling, kind of building into other people and sharing uh, the story that he wants to tell as opposed to it being told about him. I think it's, it's very interesting. I can't wait to see what videos they choose and how Fred chooses to voice them and how he chooses to add that additional layer of value to the story. Um, this, is, this is far more than just an ad campaign. This really is showing how you can use new media to bring the art and the craft of narration to a new level. It's incredibly exciting. It kind of reminds me a bit of America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, if you will, they're asking people to send in videos that are going to be narrated. Like, you know, people say, oh, caption this photo or, or, you know, what would you say or dub over this? And what's really exciting about all this is that they're asking people, as you said, Carmi, earlier, to send in home videos. So it could be, you know, a baby's first birthday. could be let's all go out and have a, a barbecue in the backyard and something happens there. Or maybe it's a wedding. And, and who knows what it is? And, and it's really neat that, again... 
Fred gets to be put in the chair of the narrator as opposed to the one who's being narrated about. Oh, yeah, Stephanie. It's so funny how the tables have finally been turned. How many years after the Wonder Years wrapped does Kevin Arnold, Fred Savage, finally get to be the narrator instead of being the one who's narrated about? I can't wait to see which videos they choose. I can't wait to see how he chooses to narrate them, what kind of elements, sound, video, graphics, animation they decide to put around them. This really could be the start of something really new, almost a new form of narration as an art form. And, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who essentially pioneered it in primetime te- prime television, he's the guy who gets to do it online, too. This is yet another example, I think, Carmi, of just how celebrities are jumping into different advertising campaigns, uh, something that we've seen. Obviously, the automotive sector has been playing into the celebrity card a little bit more. Um, in September, of course, we had Hyundai announcing Paul Rudd as their new voice, and um, it's extending to other sectors as well. Like You just saw a video, I think you had told me about it, about Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon for Apple iPhone 6 Plus. And this video is absolutely going viral, both in broadcast and on television. They're good-naturedly bantering back and forth about which iPhone is better, the smaller 6 or the larger 6 Plus. It almost sounds like it isn't scripted. It's probably one of the best examples of advertising-driven narration I've seen in a very long time. And it's funny because we've spoken about how narration seemed to be in decline because of what was happening with movie trailers, that movie trailers did not use narrators today as much as they have been in the past. And yet here we see almost this renaissance of the art form in other forms. In other words, they're moving to other channels, more creative channels, and we're seeing it pop up in places we never would have even thought. Who would think that you would use narration to sell a phone? It's wonderful because finally we're seeing really real innovation in the space and with some of the biggest stars weighing in, I can't wait to see what comes up next. Now it's brilliant because you have people, like real people, genuine friends even, like as uh, we know that Justin Timberlake and of course Jimmy Fallon are actually friends off screen. You know, like they're, they're people who get along and, and you can really sense that in the way that they can play in the, the words they're saying. A lot of it, I wouldn't be surprised, is riffing. Like I think that they were probably given talking points. Oh, make sure you emphasize this about this particular feature. But the way that they could tackle it together and just really have this kind of, uh, it's, it's not improv necessarily, but they're just so comfortable with each other. They can play to each other's strengths really easily and it comes across with great authenticity in the ads. I think those commercials are wonderful. In fact, I've watched them over and over again to try to understand where is the script I can't find it. Uh, this really is them being themselves, and it really represents the best of what I think voiceover work can be. I often tell my kids, you know, this is what I want to be when I grow up. If I can be half as good as they are as a narrator, I'll be doing pretty well. In switching channels, we're going to talk a little bit about telephony. So what I've heard is there is a hospital in East Lancashire, and of course that's the UK for uh, those of you who who may not know, but um, essentially what they've decided to do is to get rid of the music on hold and have an actual human voice there. It's a wonderful story. Carmi, I know you've been studying this one closely. I love this story because I come from a technology help desk background. I used to run a technology help desk. And so for us, it was all about engagement. And they were getting a million calls a year. And what they found was that their their satisfaction levels, their ratings were relatively low because people were sitting on hold for an extended amount of time listening to music they didn't like. And by the time they actually got a live agent on the phone, they weren't very happy. So what they've done here is they recognize that by replacing the music with a real human voice, so recorded messages, but a real human voice. They're actually able to engage customers and take advantage of that time, that captive time that they have with them, um, and actually use it to market to them. So by the time that a human actually answers the phone, 
they're, you know, they're in a much better frame of mind. And they're learning and they're finding out all kinds of different messaging. Like in this case, like they're maybe having their questions answered in advance of asking them, which I find a lot of people find very useful. In fact, it's turning waiting time into selling time. Which is exactly what you want to do in customer service. You want to convert non-productive time, frustration, obstacles to help value add. You want to answer those questions before someone even gets on the phone or by the time someone does get on the phone, they're in a much better frame of mind. You can actually move them toward a solution. This is what drives customer satisfaction up. This is what it causes people to call you back. This is what causes people to speak up your brand and to want to do business with you, whether you're a hospital or anything else. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. You might have already read about Speechmaster Pro in Vox Daily this week. If you remember the movie The Great Debaters, Denzel Washington played a teacher and he was coaching the school's debating team. To get them to speak more clearly, he had them put a radish in between their teeth and uh, that would help them practice uh, speaking and to sort of get used to what it would be like when they were up on stage and actually debating. Well, a Chicago teenager, Daniel Floyd, uh, he's actually created a product that's a little bit more durable than a radish. Uh, It's made out of uh, washable plastic, um, and he's selling it for for $19.95 online. How cool is that, Stephanie? I think it's a wonderful tool because it's helping people who really, really need the help. Uh, They could be children, it could be an adult, a teenager, it doesn't matter. This is really a tool that anyone could use to improve their speech, but also for those who really do need to spend some extra time practicing just to be understood. You don't need to be a voice pro either, really. It could be anyone. And quite frankly, I think we all need to be able to practice. Uh, you know, we all need, even if, if you're a pro, before you go give a speech, take five minutes, put this between your teeth, practice speaking. And then when you do get up there, muscle memory helps you deliver more slowly, more clearly. The audience follows you better. And at the end of the day, you've got more confidence in delivering the goods than you would have if you hadn't done this practice before. So, Carmi, this reminds me of someone else we've written about. Absolutely, Stephanie. He's 16 years old, Arshad Dilbagi. He's from India. He invented something called talk that converts your breath into into words, almost like Morse code. It's an inexpensive technology. It's easy to use. It can help people who suffer from locked-in illnesses like ALS or stroke and who can't communicate with the outside world. It lets them communicate with the outside world. 1.4% of the world's population is affected by this. This could give them a voice. And he's already getting a lot of attention. He's he's part of Google's 2014 Science Fair. Uh, everyone is watching this kid because this could be revolutionary technology. Yet another example of some wonderkin teen who sees an opportunity and pursues it with innovation. Agreed. They're both doing amazing work. And someone else who's done some great work, too, is Sharon Feingold. I just wanted to mention her briefly. Uh, On VoiceOver Experts, there was a podcast that had to do with accent reduction. And, of course, that's more of the technical side of voice. It's not the artistic side. It's not the how do I make a character and how do I do this? It really is quite an interesting podcast that she has put together. Well, your voice is your instrument. The more you know about it, the more in tune you are with that instrument, then the better able you are to match that instrument to the jobs that are out there. At the end of the day, you get more work. Voxbox, sharing your audio feedback. We've been hearing a lot about A-list celebrities doing voiceovers in video games. Now, what's the scoop here, Carmi? Well, for the longest time, Stephanie, nobody ever really wanted to do video games or voice a video game. You did it because you needed the money, not because you wanted to boost your star power. Uh, That's changing. Video game sales are going through the roof. It is a bigger industry than movies in many respects in terms of global revenue. Um, And suddenly, stars like uh, Patrick Stewart, Mark Hamill, Kiefer Sutherland, John Goodman, uh, they... 
they're they're lining up to to voice some of the biggest franchises in gaming. What's happening is is technology is making video games incredibly sophisticated, incredibly immersive. Uh, it's almost like being part of a movie when you play a video game, and it isn't just for kids anymore. It's for a much wider band of demographic users. Uh, gamers are not just teenagers. They're all of us. Huge amounts of money, of course, the stars will follow. No, well said. Now, if anyone out there is actually playing a game that has a recognizable celebrity voice, we want you to let us know. You can tweet us on Twitter. The hashtag is VoxTalk, and we'll be looking for your tweets. Yeah, I'd really love to know from, from you, our listeners, if you would actually buy a game specifically because a Hollywood A-lister is voicing it. Does that push you over the edge to pull out your credit card? Well, that's it for this week. We really appreciate you listening. And uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, I want to know about that too, because it's a new channel that we're using. So if you're looking for us, Voices.com does have an account on SoundCloud. Now that said, uh, continue the conversation wherever you are. And if you're on Twitter, as we said earlier, the hashtag is VoxTalk. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. We'll see you next week.